Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast. Happy September. Hope y'all are enjoying this month. Today, we are going to be talking about energy. But before we get started, a word from our sponsor. Hi, guys. So this episode is brought to you by Divine Timing. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to help you get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store and all WMB listeners will receive 22% on everything on the site by using the code WMB22 at checkout. So go shopping and get your life. So as you know, we start every episode with a quote. Today's quote is, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration by Nikola Tesla. What do y'all think? I mean, that is the basic fundamentals of life and matter. Yeah, accurate. Very much so. And I think from a, I don't know, philosophical, I can't think of it right now but anywho if you're thinking about how energy and frequency like Nay said that is that makes up our entire being and everything that exists then understanding how to utilize those frequencies and utilize those energies and recognizing them definitely changes perspective on life and how you maneuver through it so I agree all right and same here same here and I think like you said understanding like what that means of what vibration is and how we are all just vibrating human beings on this earth so as y'all know, we, we start with an either or every episode. So today's either or is to have a fully, to have a five bedroom, four and a half bath house decorated and paid off in the hood or a 500 square foot studio apartment in the best neighborhood in the world. I like space, right? I like space. I like places to go. I like places to hide. I like places to put my things and, and all those things and for a place for my honey to put his stuff and whatnot. With that said, I think I will take the studio apartment in the best neighborhood because I also like being able to have access to all the things that I like to eat and do and shop and all of these things. Um, We'd actually have been entertaining the idea of possibly doing a tiny house at some point. So this really isn't that far fetched from it. And if we could do a tiny house and have really great outdoor space to expand kind of living space, then that works. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to have to go with that 500 square foot because I got the little guy to think of. I need a good school district. I need for him to be safe. Even if I had that four, five bedroom, four baths, fully furnished, fully paid for, what's his outside environment like? Am I going to be fearful anytime he wants to play outside or anytime we step outside? Because my property might be secure. My property might have a gate, but you have to get to the outside world from that gate and gates are not a fortress people can come through and over gates so just for the safety of me and my family I'm gonna have to go small yeah I said the same thing when I was um thinking about this one is like I will take a 500 square foot of studio in the best neighborhood one because like you both said of access and then two definitely for me if I'm coming in at like nine or ten o'clock at night I don't want to have that high alert of like oh my gosh am I gonna make it to my door or you know anything like that so definitely I think this is like probably the first one that we're all in agreement without additional questions or anything this is a first oh yeah because we've been in agreement before but they've had like 50 million additional questions caveats that That is a fact (laughs) 
Okay. So today I'm excited to talk to y'all about manifestation, energy, feeling, universe versus God, source, because I feel like, and I can only speak for myself, in my adulting journey, I'm learning different things of like, what is manifestation and what does that look like? But I'm also learning about like energy and what does that look like? And then crystals and all of these different things that I'm like, when I grew up, because as y'all know, I grew up in the Bible Belt, we had none of this. It was God, 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 and then the Holy Spirit and Jesus. That's it. You don't question that. And if you do question it, you question it at home in the privacy of your own house, right? And so what are y'all thoughts just in general about manifestation when you hear that word? Um, To me, manifestation is not dissimilar from what they do in church. In church, they teach you about, you know, going, speaking things into existence to once you pray for something, no longer pray to acquire it, but pray and come about it with a sense of gratefulness because it's already been done. The same way you say, like, if it's in God's will, so if it's in God's will, you have the assumption that it's going to come true. So for me, those instances and ideals aren't dissimilar. I agree. It's been something that I've come to realize as I've gotten older, that there are very, there are very parallel and very, you know, a lot of similarities between the two. Um, And in some instances, they're the exact same thing with different names, depending on their perspective. So when I think about manifestation, I think this same thing as Nate. Like it's definitely right there in alignment with my faith in God and his ability to do all of the things. And if God is in you, which is what I grew up knowing, you know, God's within you, he's part of you, blah, blah, blah. Well, then that means that I have the power to manifest those things on, you know, with his help and with his support as well. Why is, why is there a disconnect? So I absolutely think that those things are two sides of the same coin. No, I totally agree. And I think of, we have have a shift that's going on in the world right now where like manifestation to me it seems like it's a buzzword of like oh let me teach you how to manifest your dream life in 30 days or oh let me show you how to manifest your husband or oh let me show you how to manifest a high value man and (laughs) for me I think of like it's a like I said a buzzword but it's always this let me show you but the question for me and I I don't know if y'all thought about this of like you kind of hit on about the bible like but the how you know what I mean like we always say let me teach 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 but what's the how in it because if you're not showing me how to do it like is this like some type of sorcery like do I need to sit down burn some stuff you know but have y'all ever thought about that of like how do you physically manifest what you want I know you said the bible and like if you're if you are of a child if you are a child of God then obviously you can manifest anything but what does the how look like no I was just going to ask, are you talking about generally or how does that look like for us? Let's tackle both. So I can only speak for myself. For me, manifesting looks like coming to God with an open heart and laying on him my wants and my desires. Also interrogating why I want and desire those things. Like, is it for ego? Is it for pride? Is it for the gratification of men to know my name or is it to carry out his work and to be an example of him on this earth and also coming to him saying if this is your will if this is what you want for my life then I know that it's already done and you've already created a path for it to happen whether that path is apparent to me whether it looks far-fetched regardless um, if it's your will for my life it's going to happen and then trusting and walking in that and by walking in that I mean doing everything that I know how to make it accomplished to um, see that it's accomplished, but also walk in doors that I might not think are open. So doing the thing that, you know, I'm going to apply for this job. I might not have all the qualifications, but I'm going to apply anyway. I'm going to tell other people, hey, I got this job. I'm going to put forth that positivity. And if I don't trust, you know, the guy that I serve, that is supposed to have the whole world in his hands Mm -hmm. and do be in control of everything thing, then I shouldn't get the job to begin with, or I shouldn't get whatever I am asking for or trying to manifest to begin with. Would you repeat the question again or how you phrased it? So I know how we got here. I think she asked, what are the practical steps to manifesting generally or yeah. So for me, what I've learned that works, because that was a thing 
that I had a question about also is, yeah, all of this sounds good and belief and positive thinking and all, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's pretty, right? It's It sounds pretty, but like, what does that look like in like actionable steps? So for me, what it was is I just started having conversations with God on my own. Like, and I mean, technically there are prayers, but listen, he and I are really close. We could just kick in and we could chat. And I'm like, okay, listen, these are the things that I'm struggling with. Show me where you want me to go and guide me into the direction or path that you have set forth for me because I clearly don't know what I'm doing (laughs) and I need your help. And so I started with just having those conversations for me and really praying on being um, able to recognize when he's speaking to me and the steps that he's giving me and the guidance and things that are coming specifically from him. I needed to open myself up to even recognizing when he's talking to me directly. You know what I mean? And that started to help me to build my relationship with him and and focus more on what he's saying that gave me more confidence in myself to make certain decisions or to follow certain paths and things like that so that was my how was really just being vulnerable enough with God to be like yo I need help I clearly can't do this in the manner that I think is best because I don't know what I'm doing and that started to bring to light conversations with people and things that I was reading and books that I was given and conversations with my mom, for example. And that really started to help me kind of figure out what that how looked like for me and for the way that I can manifest things. And that started with, at least for me, that just started with me just being like, okay, show me, do I go left or right? And I'm not guessing anymore. So that's, that's kind of what it looked like on for me anyways. So you said, both of y'all said something and hit on this word positivity, right? So like this positive life of like, I don't know if y'all have ever read the book. What is it? The magic of thinking big or no nay's like the no. power of the power, the power of positive, positive thinking. thinking yeah the power of positive thinking i oh, read the secret i was gonna bring that into so since we have it we'll talk about all three <laughs> but it's even it's interesting because i think when you said the word positivity it's like this oh i can just be positive all the time and life will be great and for me i'm like yeah but also where's the balance of being real because you can be so overly optimistic where you don't see the reality of life and you're not prepared or you think like oh this is a bad situation I'm drowning but it's gonna be okay I'm gonna make it out and it's like no realistically you need help like you're drowning but what do y'all think about specifically when you are the books that you have read but when it comes to that word positivity or being positive when you said that that immediately reminded me of kind of I don't know if it's a joke or story or maybe some sort of maybe it's just formulated into some sort of a life lesson but it's the you know the guy there's like a flood or something and the guy's like drowning and a boat comes by and they're like hey get in you're drowning like come on and he's like no I got it God's gonna save me it's fine we're good over here but thanks and like they left and then another boat comes and this happens like three times and homeboy ends up dying and he goes up to heaven and he's like God with the H like I thought she was gonna save me and God was like dude I sent you three boats I sent you the help and that's what it reminded me of is like when people think of like the positivity or or thinking positive and being optimistic and I'm a relatively optimistic person me being a Pisces I tend to live in a dreamy cloud world anyway but at the same time you do have to understand like being open to receiving information and recognizing what's what in front of you so that you can then make those decisions that are in your best interest or make the decisions that are best for you in that moment you do have to have both You, you have to be positive you have to be optimistic and that benefits you as far as the energy goes right but at the same time you also have to recognize what's in front of your face so that you can then see where's the positivity where's the light where's the joy or whatever in such and such scenario but if you don't see it for what it is you're fooling yourself and that's not helping you at all yeah that's good and also when I think about positivity I also think of the work part of it because positivity tells you that your situation isn't as dark and dreary as it is but the work part also lets you have that solace in okay even if it is it doesn't turn out the way I want it to or if it doesn't turn out roses and rainbows I've done all I could in order for it to you know turn out roses and rainbows so you can be positive and still be realistic but I think that only comes if you're not just leaning into the positivity and if you don't have the defeatist um things get done 
done to me more so than I do things mentality. Because I feel like that's the world that I live in. The, okay, I'm going to be positive, but I'm also going to put in the work so that I can manifest my positivity. And if it doesn't come into fruition, well, that's not on me. God just had a different plan and his plan is going to be greater in the long run. So I shouldn't even be worried about that as well. And I love that you said about doing the work, but also understanding that there's a bigger plan for you, right? Because if you read The Secret and you read The Power of Positive Thinking and even The Magic of Thinking Big, in my opinion, all of them are based off the Bible. Don't come for me. That's my opinion, my thought. Because even when you think about uh, biblical stories and the word, it's all about, like you said, doing what you can, the work, and sending it up, right? And I read this devotion and it said, the reason why you don't have what you don't have is because God is going to do what you can't do. Meaning if you have the ability and the capability to do it, he's not going to do it. So for instance, the by, uh, the boat situation, you are drowning. You have the capability to swim to the boat, to get in the boat. God is not literally going to magically like boop, you in a boat. Like it's not going to happen. And if it does, please let me know. Cause that would be kind of cool to know, but like you have to do the work. And with that talking about doing the work, I know we, um, as a collective, we pray. So do we feel, or individually, do y'all feel like your prayers are equal to your requests or your prayers are you manifesting? I know Sunny D, you said earlier that you talk to God through your prayers, but how do you do, what is a prayer first and foremost for our audience who may not know what a prayer is? I think the term prayer can just be distilled down to, it's a conversation between you and God. So just like we are conversing with y'all, our lovely audience, a prayer should be so simple as just a conversation between you and God. I feel like a lot of times we feel like it has to be grandiose. We feel like it has to have all of these big words. It has to have all these platitudes. It has to, you know, have 7 million different parts and everything else. But if your relationship with God is in fact a relationship, it should be a conversation, a communication, a talk, something as simple as that. It doesn't take a lot of effort, a lot of energy. It just is what it is. I uh, absolutely agree. There was definitely a point where I thought that a prayer had to be structured in a particular way, you know, dear Heavenly Father. And then you insert you know the praise and all the goodness that he is before asking for something and then you conclude that with you know in your son's name Jesus Christ amen like and I and I think that is kind of like a skeleton outline or could be a skeleton uh blueprint if you will for what a prayer is but as I've gotten older it's just been more of like okay you know what I'm feeling because you made me so you know all the things that's happening in here so we can cut to the chase and be like yo (laughs) these are my feelings let's express like I'm you know I'm struggling with such and such guide me for xyz and they really have just become conversations that i've had and they're not structured in any sort of way but i do always make time in my conversations with god for gratitude and everything that i do everything that i get to experience and and, and the word my wording has changed a lot because it's a, it has gone from i have to do xyz to i get to do xyz because i want to do everything in gratitude and i always i do make time for my conversations with him to make sure that I express the gratitude that I do indeed have um, because I have all of what I have and I get to do and experience all of what I do because of him. And so that in and of itself is is how I structure it. And that's what prayer has become to me. So throughout your adulting life, have y'all ever questioned your belief system or like question if you should be believing in God or if you should be something else? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is healthy Um, in order to have a relationship with God. For me personally, my beginning relationship was based on what I received through other people, what my parents taught me, what everything else, my pastors growing up. So some of that I had to interrogate, especially becoming the womanist, Black womanist that I am. There is a lot of misogyny and a lot of just not warm and fuzzy 
analogies toward women in the Bible. <laughs> so I had to interrogate that, like this book that I say I believe in and has such contradictory feelings towards women, like how does that resonate within me? But then you also look at, you know, the time in history, the social and historical context, um, and just what resonates with me. And it is okay to take some things, discard some things, and still feel like the Lord and God is the way, the truth, and the light. You know, I can believe that my mom is a great woman. That I mean, I, I like everything that she does, and I agree with everything she does, but I know that that's my mom and I love her. The same thing for my faith and my religion. I kind of had an introduction to other religions. I'm not going to say I did a deep dive in any of them because I didn't. But when I came more to terms on what Christianity and God and Jesus mean to me, as opposed to what they, what I've been taught about them, I feel like it still resonates and rings, rings true with me and that my moral and theoretical framework and the one that I choose to try to instill in my child. I've definitely had those moments where I questioned, I questioned things in general and I've never questioned God or his ability to do what he does. That has always been very concrete and, and steadfast in my life. What I started to question were people and institutions that were supposedly structured to represent him or serve him. And these are the things that I would see that I'd be like, is that, that doesn't seem very godlike if we're basing this on what I've been told previously or previous discussions that we've had in church or sermons or whatever. And then I would see these same people praising and doing what they do in church and their behavior after church. And I'm like, I'm not understanding. And granted, I was like young, 14, 15, somewhere in there. But as I've gotten older, I know that, you know, people are flawed and people's own relationships with God are very different. They're all individual. They're all very personal. And so I can't take those things and judge them based on what they said that this book is supposed to do. With that being said, I've taken account to strengthen my personal relationship and understand what that is. Because at the end of the day, I can have church, so to speak, anywhere. And I don't need to be in a church or be part of a congregation to worship or to praise or to have that closeness or relationship with God. So as I've gotten older, I started to question what that looked like for me, which is very different than what it looks like for my mom. And it's very different than what it looks like for my brother. And I think it was different than what it looked like for my dad as well. He had his own journey that he was going on when we were younger, when he was still here. So yeah, I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, okay, if this is, this is what you're saying, but is that what this lesson in this Bible is supposed to be? Or is that just how you're using it to prove your point? Because I feel like a lot of what people take from the Bible can be weaponized for whatever uh, reasons they they see fit. And I've started to read it and understand some of these stories for what the time was, like Nay was saying, and what the overall lesson is that we're supposed to get from it and go from there as opposed to taking it word for word, word for word in the literal sense, because those not all those things apply nowadays, or at least they don't in, in my life. So when we think of manifesting, is that more of the, we did an episode about feminine energy and we touched on masculine energy, but when you are trying to be in this receiving mode of manifestation, do you guys think, you ladies think that's more feminine energy or masculine energy? Do you have to be in one or the other to really tap in? What are your thoughts? I think that's something that's related to being in tune with that feminine energy is being able to um, be open and to be vulnerable and to receive what these signs are, what your instructions are, what your, um, you know, what your instructions from God are going to be or, or what you, your, in yourself, you know, your subconscious mind in tuning, you know, getting those things in tune. I think that's something that's very feminine energy forward that I think everybody can access. And I think everybody has access at some point in time and maybe have not had the words or the language for it, but yeah, being able to be open to those things, I think is very much a feminine energy type of yeah, I agree. I feel like the feminine energy, the feminine energy is 
the realm that deals with the creativity. And I feel like there has to be some level of creativity to manifest because you're essentially taking something that is not and imagining a world in which it is. So yeah, I feel like it is very much so in the feminine energy. But I want to remind our listeners that we all are encompassed of both the feminine and the masculine energy. So you can be a man engaging in your feminine energy and still be just as male and masculine as the next man. It is not a detraction. It just means that you're operating in the totality and you have tapped into all that is within you and you know how to use whatever energy you need to attract whatever you want to attract. I like that. And I definitely agree. And I think of some of our listeners just thinking about energy and that word, right? Of like, if you understand it, you understand it, right? But even thinking of energy of like someone walking into a room and the room is like, everybody's like having fun. And then you have that one, I'm gonna call them bad apple or the energy just off, walks into the room and then everybody just like gets uncomfortable because of that energy. As on your adulting journey, have y'all ever experienced something like that? Do y'all have like, I'm gonna call them like the vibrations and the frequency of like knowing like, "Mm, this person ain't for me, bag away. Have y'all ever had that experience on your adulting journey? Mm -hmm. There's people I don't like today that ain't did nothing to me, but I don't like something about them. Just don't sit right with my spirit. It's fine. Still nice to them. Still cordial with them, but me and them just don't vibe. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I've, a lot lot of these people, because I spent, you know, you spend a lot of time in your adult life at at work, like at a job. And I feel like most of us have had those experiences where we've had colleagues that for whatever reason they're and it's not something that you can explain specifically or pinpoint specifically what it is it really is just an overall vibe or an overall energy and I've had to work with these people where I'm like I don't know you from you know Joe Schmo down the street but there's something happening around you that's really affecting me and making me not feel all that great so I'm gonna need you to go over there and we can communicate when we need to communicate for work purposes but that's it that's all energy vampire Empires, like we talked about that part mm-hmm. I remember when um Nay and I used to work at the same place in Cali and there was this one girl that no one really cared for and when I first met her I was like oh she's a blue-eyed devil literally what I said in my head and so then like trying to get to know her like it was just like a no for me and I could not ever figure out why until she actually did something and it was to a newbie who came in and and the newbie asked her a question and she put her hand up like, I am busy. You can't, y'all can't see my hand like, I am busy. Don't talk to me right now. I'll help you when I'm done. And I was like, you know what? That may be what I was feeling of you. Like, bitch, you don't do that to nobody. Like at all. Like that's just so rude. Especially even if you're a professional, you can say like, hey, give me a second. Let me finish this email or let me finish what I'm doing. And then I'll be more than happy to help you. And so thinking about that, but it's interesting because like when I first, literally first meeting her and she introduced herself to me, my whole entire life field went up and was like, nah, this is not the person we messing with. Like she needs to stay far away from me. So yeah. Oh, was I the newbie? No, I think sometimes we take it to heart and we take it to mean more than it really does when we just don't vibe with other people. Like you ain't got to get along with everybody. You ain't got to be everybody's bestie. Everybody don't have to be your bestie, but you still need to treat people with kindness and with dignity and with respect. Like I cannot like you and you'll never know that I don't like you because I'm not treating you maliciously and I'm not treating you negatively and I'm not doing you harm. So if there's ever a time where something in your it's just saying eh, we don't we don't vibe we there's something about this person like he to that but don't treat them differently I think a lot of times we move into the well I'm gonna treat them and they gonna know I don't like them babe and that not right that's all I want to say yeah it reminds me of the golden rule right do unto others as you want them to do unto you or treat people the way you want to be treated now because some people they don't they don't treat themselves well and they don't search out people who treat them well so I ain't gonna treat everybody the way they want to be treated because some people don't want to be treated right. You know that that's interesting that you say that because it's just toxic. Yeah. <laughs> but what you said of like how people don't treat themselves right. So if you are toxic to yourself, you are now giving that toxicity to every single other person that you come in contact with. And then I even think if we go back to manifesting, now you are manifesting toxic people in your life. And when you are get a person that's positive or supposed to be good vibe, your force field or your energy doesn't recognize that. So you repel them. 
what are y'all thoughts on that it's true to some regard um I like to think of hurt people and sometimes when you've been in a season or a situation of hurt for so long it becomes your normal so you attract people who don't mean you well and then when you find somebody who does treat you well you think they have an ulterior motive so yeah I, I think it's true that's that's just the only reason why I said I don't treat people the way I don't think that is a good phrase to say treat people the way you want to be treated because if I'm used to dealing with people who mistreat me so that I think that I deserve to be mistreated then I am going to in turn mistreat other people but that's only because I'm now operating in the lifestyle that has become my normal so I just say treat people with dignity and respect and with kindness because regardless of the way you're used to being treated those are all positive traits to treat people I the first thing that came to my mind was that misery loves company and not that not in the sense that they want everybody else to be miserable but they seek people that have those similar energies and I think the subconscious I don't think a lot of people that are negative all the time or have this negative self-talk um or these negative thoughts about themselves or their environment or their life or the experience or whatever I don't think it registers in their conscious brain that that's what's happening um and I used to work with this particular person that uh, there was always something wrong it was it was always a woe is me type of deal and if someone else is going through some sort of situation or hardship or something it's some there was always a way for them to make it about themselves and that just got exhausting right so it, it makes you not even want to interact with these people outside of specific business work type things and it, it, I think it really is a misery loves company in the, in the sense that they they want to feel like they're not the only ones whose life sucks so let's find something in these people that are also terrible so that I don't feel alone but I don't think that that's always a conscious thing that they are thinking they don't even see it so it's hard to help pull somebody out of it or just support someone to pull someone out of it if they didn't even know that there's something you know that's that's not clicking yeah when you said misery loves company I totally totally agree with that because when you're vibrating at such a low frequency it's like you're gonna attract that frequency it's like a like spider-man you just put all these webs out and you're like yes all the negative frequency people who are on this frequency come to me but then when you're on this high vibing I'm living my best life I'm enjoying life on that frequency whatever frequency that is we'll say level 10 then you put out another web and all of those people come to you and also I even think of like when we think about like energy but also our feelings because you kind of touched on it of like how you feel will come will manifest in a way so if you're feeling bad about yourself it's going to come out in different ways if that makes sense am I just a unicorn because when I'm feeling bad and having a bad day I don't want to be around nobody <laughs> I don't I don't want the, the other people with they side stories to come to me no let me give myself read me a book listen to my music get my mind together I don't want to that was extremely apparent when I was pregnant there would be plenty of days where I would come home and tell Jay hey I had a bad day I ain't good to be around nobody I ain't trying to have you catch these strays I'm just gonna go to my room go sleep be by myself like am I a vampire because I or have I am I not a miserable person is there a certain level of misery that you have to inundate yourself with until you become a miserable part miserable person and then seek out the other misery have I not achieved that that level that's a good question you are not alone I could tell you that right now because in those moments where I'm not feeling myself I'm not feeling 100% I want I'm I'm able at this point in my life to recognize when my energy is out of whack and when I'm off kilter and off balance and I know that I don't want to spread that to other people because I know how energy works I don't want to be around other people when I'm in a mood when I'm when I'm dealing with whatever it is that I'm doing I want no parts of other human beings truly and I will cocoon myself in an audiobook or my own space or go sit by a fountain somewhere and just try to recalibrate myself to get myself back to where I know I need to be not everybody has that level of awareness about themselves and so I feel like those people that do have those moments where they're out of whack will find other comfortable places with other people that are out of whack because that's a familiar feeling that's a familiar vibe me I am very similar to you I don't want I'm gonna put myself in a box before this grows any bigger than it already is like no thank you I don't want to do that to other people but I also feel like if we're looking at energy we got to look at personalities too because I feel like we're all three introverts so when we are overstimulated and we know ourselves we basically we go hibernate and allow ourselves to recharge because if 
we don't recharge, and I'm, I can't speak for both of y'all, but I know specifically if I don't recharge, you're going to get a version of me that you're going to be pissed off with because I'm burning everything down to the ground. Gleefully. But like even thinking that way of understanding like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. My energy is so depleted that at this point, I need to be by myself to help me recharge, but also help me get back into a mode where I'm giving off this, you know, positive energy and I'm not bringing you down. And I know, I think you said it's Sunny D of like the woe is me. I feel like when you are around those people, especially if you're not in a, yeah, you're not definitely anywhere towards that. of like the mercy or you know but if you are around people who woe is me and that's not your norm for me I can't speak for both of y'all but that frustrates me because I end up me y'all know me I end up saying well what are you going to do about it because at this point you're talking about this for three to five weeks what are you physically going to do about it because you keep talking and you keep bringing the whole entire office down at this point if you're not going to do anything about it shut up go go to your corner and be quiet because it really is like and like I said earlier when we started if everybody's having a good time and that one person comes in and their energy and you already know it's just like this oh here goes Susan you know like you don't want to go to work because you don't want to hear Susan's story about how Susan did all this stupid stuff like Susan we don't care like we don't care honestly truly we don't care and I've absolutely yes I've absolutely had those and there was this one instance I had a, a colleague it's the same one as well as me everything is bad everything sucks and something happened I think she was in like a fender bender or something like that and she was telling everybody and their mother in the office to to receive some sort of sympathy or something or attention of some sort um, which is something that I immediately recognized and I told her I was like listen you can't help the things that happen to you you can only control how you react to those certain things and she wanted no parts of what I was trying to say and literally told me yeah I don't want to hear all that I just want to be mad oh, okay bye and I left I can't I can't do it you want to see here and you want to be upset and you want to 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 swim and marinate in this misery fine do that do you boo don't do that shit around me i can't deal with it you're not getting anything from me no attention no talking no nothing go over there and sit in the corner because you're being ridiculous you are a grown-ass woman you have grandchildren stop it <laughs> Lord, stop it right now y'all i was so irritating you you was, went back i was like she was there she was there. i was gonna so come through the camera i know what back. i was wearing that day it was so vivid in my mind I like that is the stuff that irritates the like the guts my cells my atoms why why do you want to sit and be I understand those moments where you need to recognize and acknowledge the feelings that you're having that's one thing understand you know what I'm upset I'm having a moment I'm my vibe is off or whatever that's one thing to be aware and acknowledge what it is that you're going through but to make it a much bigger deal that it was it was like tap of a fender bender did nobody die no one is hurt there's no damage to your car you didn't hurt yourself shut the fuck up stop it I like how you censored yourself and still said the word (laughs) I just be better. Yeah, that was a lot. You're around good people. There we go. Okay, we got you. I was even thinking about like the energy and like how it can switch within a moment, right? And I'll use the example, like I went kayaking yesterday. So we had reservations. So we had to be there at seven and we only had it for an hour. So as soon as seven hit, your time starts. Like whether you're there or not, your time starts, right? Yeah. And so when we got there, like when we were driving, I already knew we were going to be late because of other stuff that happened. And so I'm like, okay, still be positive, still be positive. And so we get there. It's like, for me, I have to realize like when people are driving and they are on their phone, I get very nervous because now my life is in your hands and you not paying attention frustrates me. And so I was like, okay, first time. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Keep going. Keep going. Long story short. We get there. We start about 715-ish, 720-ish. Yeah. And so we get out the guy, but it worked out. The guy was like, hey, y'all are cool. I'll let y'all stay. I'll give y'all y'all hour without overcharging y'all. Cool. We get out. The person person I was with was cool we come back and I get it because if you ever been kayaking the tandem doesn't have back support so her back was hurting so we literally went out for about 25 minutes came back about 15 minutes so we're out a total of like maybe 35 40 minutes right so we get back in and I'm just like we drove an hour to do kayaking for about 40 minutes to drive an hour back and so me and I knew my energy switched of like frustration because this is something I've been wanting to do I've been loved like this is my escape and so 
So what's the point of the story? Point of the story of like talking about like how your energy can switch within a moment. And in that moment yesterday, I did not communicate, which I sent her a text and talk, we talked about it or whatever, but I did not communicate that this is a frustrating situation from we're starting late. You're driving while you're on your phone where when we get there, you're like just lollygagging around knowing that we're late at this point. We didn't know he was going to extend us. And then we get out and come back and it's like, ah. And so I asked her, I was like, cause it's your first time kayaking. What was your thing? She was like, oh, how did you feel? She's like, uh, it's whatever. And I get it. Cause kayaking isn't for everybody. Like being on the water is not for everybody. So I didn't mind that, but I was just like, okay. But then I was thinking like, just about the energy of like how that situation could have went so differently if all of our energy was the same or all are being with someone who really loves kayaking or being with someone who just really loves being on the water. You know what I mean? So like the small little things that can switch or trigger your energy to change is so huge. Yeah. A situation to me that pops up is when you're going somewhere with somebody and y'all are probably both new to the area and you get lost. For me, when that happens, I immediately go into problem solving mode. Like, okay, where are we? Who do we need to contact? Like, what do we need to do? Like go immediately into fixing mode. So going from, you know, lax, just chill. Hey, we're enjoying the ride. Da, 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 to, oh, we lost. Oh, we got to figure out how to get from A to B. And just that quick shift. Like you can't even tell it's going to happen. But yeah, that's, that's probably an instance where my energies completely shift because I can be laughing, joking and go super serious in like 0.001 second. Gotcha. To wrap this part up, what will be one thing you would like to leave the audience about either manifestation, any books, prayers, um, energy, anything? One uh, book that I've been reading slash listening to because I have both the audio and the physical book and I don't have the attention span to read it. So I listen to it as I follow along in the book, Cheat Code, is The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And my mother gave me this book. She suggested it to me because they were actually reading this book with, I think, her church group. Um, and like Nakaya mentioned earlier, there's a lot of a lot of the content in books like this, like The Power of Thinking Big, The Power of Positive Thinking, these are, you know, the secret. They they do stem from biblical teachings. And I mean, this book is riddled with scriptures and things like that that are applicable to understanding your subconscious mind and how it works and how to manifest um, different things or ideals for yourself. So that's a book that I recommend is The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And one of the things that I will, will leave with the listeners is knowing that there it, it's okay to, to question things, to, to get more clarity, to get more understanding for yourself and your path and whatever that is. And that if that's the best thing for you, then that's the best thing for you. And there's no shame in wanting to educate yourself and learning more, whether that's different books, whether that's books based on different faiths or different principles and different faiths and things of that nature. All of these things are kind of related and connected, in my opinion, across the world. So research and look and read and see what fits with your, what aligns with who you are, where you want to go, who you want to be, who you think you've been created uh, to be or do while you have this time on this earth and just trust yourself to find whatever answers work for for you your household your family any of those things that matter to you it's okay to question there's an answer somewhere if i had a book i want to leave our listeners is joyce meyer um battlefield battlefield of the mind and it's a really good book because i think before you can start to manifest and speak those things that aren't as if they are you have to clear out the clutter in your mind and declutter your mind of negative thoughts of anxiousness of damaging unhelpful thought patterns excuse me and that is a really good book that helps you identify those different um, channels and different negative thoughts that you might have in your mind that you don't even think about and after they read that book I would just tell them to like try it out Um, try to manifest something try to think positively about something because what's the worst thing that can happen it doesn't come into fruition well it wasn't going to do that anyway even if you didn't do it and what's the greatest thing that could happen you get something that you didn't think was possible and you have another tool in your tool belt so yeah read the book then try it out okay and then to wrap it up for me I would say for our listeners to really listen to your body because your body will tell you not just with people but situations your body will be aware of something before you are consciously aware of it and so if you have that some people say that gut feeling told me I should have left
up and I didn't listen to it and something bad happened, listen to it. Do not question, do not doubt. You listen to it and then you go. Um, and if I have to leave them with one book, it would be The Alchemist because I love how at the end you have to realize like you are your own power. And once you realize that, then you really can, whether that's manifesting or creating whatever word you want to attach to it, it's going to happen. Once you realize that everything that you have, everything that if you call them God, source, Allah, everything is all in you. You just have to tap into it, right? So with that, I'm excited that we all know our self-worth, self-love, and self-belief of understanding ourselves. We listen to ourselves and knowing that we have all this positive energy around us. I'm happy about that. And with that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call all right so we are going to transition into our segment of moments of melanation moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting Y'all, this lady is so amazing. Like, she's like freaking great. So <laughs> her family migrated from Nigeria when she was a teenager. And this lady has a uh, computer science degree. Freaking amazing. Master's in technology management. And of course, I like her because she's a project manager, professional project manager. But she is a CEO and founder of Innovate Technologies, where she invented the first ever computer science educational interactive doll called Somi. And I love this. Like, and if y'all go to her website, which is Bacola, is that how you say that? Because that's a that's that's one of those you don't know. I think it's Bacola. Bacola. Like, yeah. Okay. If you go to Bucola Somidi.com, you will see everything, but you'll see the cute little doll. It's so adorable. And I really, really want one. I think I'm gonna buy it for uh, my friend's daughter. What are your thoughts? I think this is adorable. I was just thinking I should get this for my niece. She's six and she's so inquisitive and she asks all the questions and I mean this looks like her she's chocolate she has all this hair so yeah I I, I absolutely love anything that encourages young children young black children especially young black female children to get into academics and to be smart and to encourage them to expand their mind and really challenge themselves 1000% I am all for it I absolutely love this I'm on the website is this her daughter holding the dog because it looks like the little girl that's holding it anywho I think it's totally awesome especially for little girls but caveat I am all for this new awakening of girl power of having representation for girls but because I have a little boy I'm starting to notice the limited amount of dolls or action figures if you know you're so um intimidated by boys having dolls but like that kind of stuff for little boys like little black boys need them dolls as well but maybe it's just because I have a little boy but yeah I'm, I'm all for it I love it I think it's awesome no I think you have a point as far as thing like dolls or action figures or play pals or whatever that are stem like and that kind of thing for boys because I still think I mean I mean we still deal with misogyny and the patriarchy and things of that nature and boys don't have dolls and I feel like it's the same with um with young boys having like toddlers having the 
little kitchen sets and or little grill sets and like cooking and or cleaning sets or whatever. Like those are supposed to be girl things. And that's not the case. Like when you have the majority of chefs around the world that are men, they have to learn how to cook somewhere. And you have all of these smart, intelligent women that are working with NASA and that are working for the government and things like that. Like they have to start somewhere and being able to provide girls and boys these options to learn and grow and expand that part of their mind are, you know, is incredibly important. And there should be more dolls. There should be more toys. There should be more things available to boys to do the same thing. And I'm so glad that people are focusing on wanting to uplift the young women in our world and in our society to have a place in these male-dominated areas, occupations. But boys need to have the same things too. Yeah, because Alex had a kitchen set and a baby doll. And I want somebody to fight me over the way that I'm parenting him. Well, that's the thing. Like, I love that because, and I saw it on the TikTok where the guy was uh, cooking with his son, similar to what your husband do with your son on the weekends. And it's so amazing because now he's learning, first and foremost, cooking teaches so many different fine motor physical therapy, like fine, like the gross motor skills and the fine motor skills, but also a lot of thinking too, but that's just my child development. But also, it also is more than that. It is showing that you have the word, I'm sorry, we're going to go back. It is showing the word, one word, exposure, exposure, exposure. If you can expose your child to multiple things, your child will learn to know what they like, what they don't like. Okay, I want to do this. I may not be able to do this. And as a parent or just as a adult, you should be able to say like, oh, this kid is a little leader. Let's now put this kid in leadership classes. Um, But to tie back to this doll, I think it's so cool. One, because the doll speaks multiple words. Like I think it's like 220 something words that the doll is supposed to be speaking. And how cool is that if like you give this child, give this doll to the kid and she they're learning words. And I just wonder if you can program the words in there. Because if you can program 220 words in there, man, I'm just saying, I'm gonna be like, nay, all those big words, go ahead and program them in there for me. Um, But yeah. I also just saw that there's a few different products on her website. She has the doll, of course, which just like Nakai said, speaks all these different words. And, you know, kids are sponges and they learn all these things. And I mean, my niece knows words in different languages just based off of the random kid stuff that she watches on YouTube. And, you know, it's just repetitive and she learns these things. And so the, there are certain phrases that she can speak in like German or speak in like Spanish or whatever. But they also have these activity books and they do have one for uh, boys, FYI. So computer science activity books for boys. And it's really cute. I think it's currently sold out on the website. Hopefully they'll restock it soon. But um, I can definitely see that she's forward thinking and being able to provide some sort of STEM related content for young boys as well as young girls too. And I also think it's cool that she did the coding and computer science because this is a field that's primarily dominated by men, right? And we don't teach our girls how to code. We don't teach our girls about computer science and like, it's cool to be a scientist, you know? Um, But also I think about, I don't know if y'all watch Shark Tank at all, but the episode where Mark Cuban, it was two ladies who created this amazing, I don't know if they were Legos or something. They created something. And that's beside the point. Mark Cuban basically (laughs) partnered with them. He was like, I'll give y'all whatever y'all want in exchange for you mentoring my daughter. Yes. So they were just like, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever you say. (laughs) But it's because he knows the power of this STEM. Like, so his daughters are now slowly getting into like building stuff. The two girls, I think were architects or something like that. Um, But they're building. And so he being Mark Cuban recognized there's value in having my daughters just in your circle around you, helping them understand why this is important versus me, you know, investing in your company. Yeah, I make money on the back and he's a billionaire who really cares. But his kids, he valued his family and his kids. And I think that's so amazing. Like, especially with her, she values um, and it says somewhere in her bio, like she values her faith and like creating these ideas. And so I think that's kudos to you, Miss Bukala. Kudos to you. Once again, that's why it's so important on who you have in your circle and who you have pouring into not only yourself, but also your children. Oh, I agree. And with that, ladies and gents, we are going to transition into our affirmation of the day for our episode, which is love, abundance, peace, and overflowing blessings are attracted to me. With that, we want to say namaste and... (laughs) 
enjoy your day. Thank you. Um, follow us on Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Check out our blog at where'smyblueprintpod.com. Actually, you can check out the latest episode on where'smyblueprintpod.com. Follow us on IG, Twitter. And with that, we want to say thank you. We're over and out. Bye. Peace out.